serious gamer I've seen all morning. Check this out. Brand new 16-bit Super Nintendo with Super Mario World. Wow! What's this one? Oh, this is a Sonic the Hedgehog from Sega Genesis. Welcome to another episode of Laps Gamer Radio. I'm your host, Stuart Neil, and joining me tonight are Kevin Moore and Mark Hamer. Hello. Hello. We are a little bit off the cuff tonight. Um, our scheduled show unfortunately fell through, but hopefully we'll have that rescheduled very soon. So tonight, the three of us are just going to sit back, chill, discuss what we've bought, what we've played, and we'll cover a little bit of the Gamescom news as well. So, just to launch in, uh, we will go into the price is just about right. The price is just about right. Okay, first up, we will go with Mark, simply because I know you have a <laughs> announcement based around the price is just about right. Go ahead, Mark. bought nothing this week <laughs> which is unusual which is unusual uh, and i plan to not buy anything for the foreseeable future to be honest Ooh, indefinitely uh, well let's see let's see how long it lasts <laughs> okay so i'm bringing back the backlogathon not for any particular reason other than you know spend too much money on video games and as my girlfriend keeps rightly pointing out i buy new games before i finish the ones i've already got Mm. So, with the exception of um, games that I already have pre-ordered, um, two of which will be out by the time this episode drops, I'm planning not to buy anything for the rest of the year, to be honest. I can't believe Ooh. it. No, well, no, year? I'm planning, mm. but maybe for the rest of the year, I don't know. <laughs> well, what I'm going to do is I'll, I'll keep the, the thing we had in from last year, in that, like, if a game drops to, like, a stupidly low price, like okay. yeah, Wolfenstein yeah. for £4. Yeah, um, that's fair enough then I'll pick it up and add it to the backlog. Yeah, but we know that you can't resist new and shiny. You even bought Sonic last week. <laughs> True. That's Adam's fault, though. He's corrupted me. Uh, but no, I've just got I've got a ridiculous list of games, a stack of physical games, and then a, a, a monstrous list of digital games that are just, have been sat on my hard drive uh, and haven't finished. And I quite like to get them finished and get them uninstalled and free up some space on my hard drive and mm. save some money and l- feel less guilty and not be told off by my better half quite so much. <laughs> so, um, yeah, nothing bought, and hopefully it'll stay that way for a while. Should we challenge you, I wonder, to a small forfeit for anything over £20? What do you think? Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to think what's coming out for the rest of the year. <laughs> uh, like the big game site, Destiny 2, pre-ordered. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, Mario Odyssey's already pre-ordered. Mm-hmm. I would be tempted to pick up Star Wars Battlefront if it comes out and it's good, because mm. multiplayer games, as we've mentioned before, um, it's the kind of thing that you can't like wait six months and then get in, because 
you, you always run the chance that the player base has diminished significantly. Also, you're going to be at a disadvantage to all the people who spent a lot of time playing it and know what mm-hmm. they're doing. Yeah. yeah. But uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of single-player games coming out this year that I'd be interested in picking up. Um, Shadow of War, I've decided for reasons of... Um, uh, I can't think of the word right now. I'm not going to buy a brand new copy of it anyway. I'll pick it up secondhand because Warner Brothers. And the only other games coming out that I'd be interested in getting that were single-player is Nino Kuni 2 and uh, Vampire. Um, mm. Vampire doesn't even have a set release date yet. I think it's like just TBA. Yep. Uh, and both those games, I'm quite happy to wait and pick up in later when I've cleared some games out of the way. What mm. about Red Dead Redemption? That's out next year now, isn't it? So you're safe with that. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's nothing really coming out this. I mean, like, there's not a new Battlefield. Uh, I'm not interested in getting COD. Like, you know, I've got Destiny uh, and Splatoon and games like that to keep me occupied with my multiplayer. Yeah. As that's as it seems with Star Wars Battlefront, uh, you could give it four weeks and you'd probably be able to pick it up for less than half the price anyway because everybody will have got fed up and cashed it in. Yeah. And and besides that as well, you can see how quickly it's going to fall off. You know, and you're not getting stung. Even if I'm going to get it, it's not going to be like a, oh, day one pre-order. It's going to be like a, let's wait and see how this unfolds first. Well, Mm -hmm. let's face it, you got bit last time with it, so. I did, yes. uh, Quite handsomely. Yeah, I still enjoyed it um, for a while. It's just mm. it was there was not enough there to hold my attention for very long. Or anybody else's. <laughs> or, or anybody else's, no. What about then, say, for anything over £20, a small charitable donation to something like Special Effect? I thought you were going to say charitable donation to Humble Bundle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure, yeah. If, okay. I, if I waver... Uh, and spend more than twenty pounds on anything, uh, then yeah, I'll, I'll I'll donate some money to charity. Okay, Kev, what have you bought? Oh my, I've managed to bag myself a bargain which I wasn't expecting, and it's all your faults, you swines, you enablers. Um, <laughs> I'm really sorry. Uh, you're just trying to drag me into your pit. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, I've picked up Lego Marvel Superheroes, the full shooting match, basically. The whole DLC packs, the whole game for the PS4 for a grand total of £13.67. That is a bargain. Mm-hmm. That yep, is an incredible bargain, yeah, because mm. I know for a fact that second hand it's still 20 plus mm. in some places, yeah. and eBay, forget it, any Lego games on eBay, it's always a stupid price. Mm-hmm. So quite happy about that. Not so happy that when I downloaded it, it turned out that the game that I'd played originally, I'd lost. So I oh. had to start again, and it's a bit of a long intro. So mm. hey-ho. But it's a Lego game at the end of the day. Yeah. Okay, then. As for myself, I have picked up a new and shiny console. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yay. But it is not the new and shiny console that everybody else has been getting. Uh, I have, um, whenever the introduction of the new pound coins came about, I started then putting all my old pound coins into a little money box. And um, about a week or two into August, decided to count them up, and I had a little bit, uh, just over a hundred pounds. So I then went and spent that on the Nintendo new 2DS XL um, that was released about a week or two after that. And uh, I have been thoroughly enjoying that little console. A new 2DS XL? Won't that look like a laptop on you? (laughs) Quite possibly, yes, it is um, large. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, it is a lovely little piece of kit. Um, along with that, then I have picked up a few games. Um, let's say I cashed in a five pound of credit that I had in CEX and picked up Rabbids 3D for a pound. Uh, wow. It is a, a little title that my son could play, and it's actually not too bad of a little uh, 2D platformer. Um, it's fairly simple, um, control-wise and what have you, but seems sort of fairly robust and is, isn't too bad to play. I picked up Puzzle and Dragon Z slash Puzzle and Dragon Super Mario Brothers Edition, uh, which is a match three esque um, sort of adventure game, and that was five point seventy four in Argos. I picked up Codename Steam um, on I think on Amazon, and I think that was a little over five pounds as well. That wasn't on um, Steam. <laughs> no, on, that wasn't on Steam. Codename Steam on okay. Amazon. <laughs> I think I'm getting confused now. Um, yeah, so that was a little over a fiver, and that's a very interesting little sort of turn-based strategy game, um, which also works then with Amiibos from the Fire Emblem uh, series. Oh. Um, on the eShop, I then picked up the uh, Resident Evil Mercenaries 3D, which was £3 something. Um, it's an interesting little take. It's as most of the sort of Resident Evil games of that era has very, very little to do with Resident Evil, mm. um, sort of general canon and what have you, but it's not too bad a, of a game. I picked up the Legend of Zelda a Link to the Past. Um, it was on £3 um, in their sale. Um, I have never actually completed a Link to the Past, so playing it on the 2DS is a perfect little sort of mobile game mm. um, just to work my way through. Um, also, the virtual console ones are very nicely put together for the simple fact that you can save anywhere you like. Um, there's a sort of a built-in restore point. That's definitely a bonus. Save. Yeah, which is very, very nice. Um, along with that, then, I picked up Earthbound for £4. And oh. I have pre-ordered Monster Hunter stories um, because I'm a massive Monster Hunter fan <laughs> and stories just looks absolutely lovely. It does. Um, a yeah, but those two amiibo, ago, those amiibo look gorgeous. Yeah, there's a really nice set of amiibo that you can currently get in Japan, and I'm hoping them will be released over here. Um, but I know PlayAsia had the uh, full set down to about I think I worked it out at about fifty four pounds, including postage and packaging for six Ooh, amiibos. That's, that's not a bad. stale. That mm. is an absolute stale. But I'm holding off. I we have a very expensive month due to a number of birthdays and mm. little ones starting school and things like that. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I will wait and see, especially if they get an official release. What console are you ordering it on? Uh, Monster Hunter Stories is on the 3DS. Or, yeah, it's, yeah. It's only on 3DS, that one. Oh, yep. right. Got There's you. three Monster Hunter games in development at the moment. There's like Monster Hunter XX, which is coming out on the Switch in Japan only. Um, <laughs> Monster Hunter Stories on 2DS slash 3DS and then Monster Hunter World on PC, PS4 and Xbox One yes <laughs> quick question about the store you know what um, it seems like uh, there's loads and loads of stuff available for the 3DS XL the 2DS XL and yes. DS there seems to be nothing for the Switch yet what's going on as far as um, using your coins or anything like that. It's ridiculous. Oh, you mean for the through the Nintendo account? Yeah. Uh, there are things on the store. There's like um there's like a over a hundred titles now on the on the um Switch Yeah, but they're store. all cash. Yeah, there's no rewards and things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's not no my Nintendo rewards and you can't buy um uh, like uh, uh, e you can't go to a website and buy credit. No. You can then spend on your Switch like you can with the Wii U or the three D S. 
So it doesn't actually link to the eShop? That's a bit weird. It's odd. No, it's the Nintendo store. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, okay. it's called yeah. now. Yeah. I, it will be at some point, I presume, because there's an option for redeeming codes on the, yeah. the main menu of the eShop on the Switch. Right. That's okay. what's frustrating about it, because I've actually redeemed um, all the games that I've bought for my Switch. You know, as I've, I've put them in, I've pressed the um, plus button, I think it is, on the right. Yeah, and you um, get the... Um, yeah. You get yeah. the points. Mm-hmm. All the coins that I've had have all expired now. So I've not been able to spend anything on anything because the, all the platinum coins and all the rewards that I've got are only usable on See, DS. You should have, just, you should have spent mm-hmm. it on um, on stuff for uh, uh, Fire Emblem Heroes. <laughs> um, and that's playable on what? <laughs> on, your, on your phone. All right, <laughs> it's the it's the mobile uh, Fire Emblem game. Um, all right, didn't even know about that. Nah, it's, it's all right. It's all right. My girlfriend's kind of hooked on it. Still, mm. <laughs> she's got problems. <laughs> she just loves Fire Emblem. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is actually about the Fire Emblem mobile game. Um, I I'm, whenever I got my 2DS, um, I remembered that there was the Legend of Zelda Picross. Um, game mm. that you could redeem for a thousand platinum coins or whatever from your Nintendo account. So I didn't quite have enough, so I reinstalled Fire Emblem, Mario Run, and Miitomo, um, purely to get my platinum coins up to a thousand, <laughs> <laughs> which didn't actually take me all that long. Mm. Um, I think I got logged in, registered my account on one or two of them, mm. did a couple of little things, and yeah, I was able to redeem that fairly quickly, which was nice. Miitomo definitely throws them at you. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, I think you have to answer like three questions or something a day or whatever, and you get ten coins um for each time you do that every day just desperate for people to still play it yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) even just logging into the um the eShop on either your 3ds or your uh, wii u get your coins logging into meverse get your coins it's really easy to sort of clock up quite a few it's the gold ones that you actually do you have to spend money for um, or spend money on something to get some of the gold coins back. Yeah, but Kev's uh, right though. Matter. Like at the moment, there isn't a way you can't spend any of those coins on anything to do with your Switch. No, you can't. Which kind of sucks. Yeah, it does. especially yeah. when you're getting coins from your Switch, and if that's the only Nintendo console you've got, you are screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we will move on to recently played. Kev, do you want to start us off? Uh, not a great deal, just for a change. <laughs> Played a bit of Mario Kart with Colm a couple of weeks ago, and yourself, and Ali. Oh, and Stu, and it was just a, a great time to get online. Yep, that game is still unbelievably good online. And it's still very easy to stay paired up, which is yeah. a hell of a lot different from Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U, where you would yeah. just get split up for no reason whatsoever. I feel like, um, you know, the conversation has moved on to, like, ARMS and then uh, Splatoon since Mario Kart came out. Mm. But it's still incredibly easy to, to get into an online uh, match on that. It's still massively popular and it's one of those games where it's just oh go on one more yeah then we'll, then we'll definitely hang up <laughs> yeah one more um mm. hilarious to listen to column as well swearing like a trooper from basically <laughs> the start of the first race i think it was hilarious <laughs> i wasn't in the skype chat with you guys but every time i overtook him i knew what he was saying no, i knew was, exactly was... what he was saying <laughs> awful Cavalcade of swearing. Yeah. New words were invented that night. (laughs) 
Um, the only other thing I've played apart from Lego Marvel Superheroes starting again was that emo game that you told me about, and I keep forgetting the bloody name of it. It's like Life is Strange. Oh yes, that's it. Yeah, it's like a Telltale game, but without the jank. It works, yeah, yeah. and it's very nice to look at and nice art style, decent soundtrack actually. I quite enjoyed that, um, mm-hmm. which is weird because I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah, a great story. Um, but don't want to say too much about it because we're supposed to be doing something about it sometime soon. Yeah, but the new one's coming out, so we'll hopefully do a catch-up on the original one at some stage. We need yeah. to do it soon because I've already forgot the title of it. I've actually, <laughs> I've actually completed it. <laughs> I've, I've platinumed it. Oh, that's my first platinum of the year as well. Oh, um, nice. So, yeah, yeah, and probably the only one I'll do this year as well, but hey-ho. <laughs> Mark, what have you been playing? Not a whole lot, but I wasn't playing last week, to be honest. Uh, playing a bunch... I played a metric ton of Splatoon 2 over the course of this weekend because uh, there's a Splatfest next week. Mm-hmm. So there's a character in Splatoon. He's a little sea urchin guy. Sits to the right-hand side of of the lobby area. Um, and you can speak to him, and he, uh, for a, a fee, you can, like, scrub... Um, a piece of clothing of its secondary abilities mm-hmm. and you get to keep those as like ability chunks uh when you've got 10 chunks of a particular ability you can then stick that ability on a piece of clothing so you know once you've got enough ability chunks of the abilities that you want you can kit out a piece of clothing with the perks that you want Um, Now, stripping a piece of clothing usually costs 20,000 coins, which is quite a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But the Splatfest t-shirt, the t-shirt that you get um, when they announce the the new Splatfest competition, uh, you can scrub that. It's it's really easy to level that one up. And then once it's maxed out, you go and see the guy scrub it for 2,000 coins, start again. So for like the week before a, a Splatfest, if you just rinse it, just keep playing it loads. Mm. Maxing out the t-shirt, scrubbing it, maxing out, scrubbing it over and over again. You'll end up with a bunch of a bit with of ability chunks, and that's mm. where like the the end game's going to be. It's like building out um, your character with the set of clothing with the perks that you want, yeah, to suit your playstyle. Um, so me and Zoe were doing a lot of that this weekend and diving into a lot of ranked, um, which is really fun. Really, it's it's like uh, it's a hell of a lot more stressful than playing the regular um, Turf War. I mean, have you played ranked at all on Splatoon 1, Stu? Um, yes, I have, yeah. See, I never touched it at all in Splatoon 1. I just stuck to Turf War. Oh. Um, but now I've, I, now I've dived into ranked mode. I really wish I played it more on the first one as well because it's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what modes they've got. I know they've got Rainmaker for sure in the first one because that's, that, um, that's made a return in Splatoon 2. Mm-hmm. Then they had like control points and... Um, the tower mode where you like have to capture a tower and it slowly moves towards the enemy's base making a jingly ice cream truck noise <laughs> and you have to stop the enemy team from capturing the, the tower and pushing it back to your base and um it's yeah it's incredibly frantic and incredibly tactical and um you can end up with some really really clutch victories uh that you don't get quite so much of in turf war um, mm-hmm. But it's a hell of a lot less relaxing than Turf War, so I don't play it for long before I'm like, right, I need to take a break and go back to playing mm-hmm. regular mode because it's nice and relaxed. But um, yeah, a bunch of that. Uh, looking forward to the the Splatfest this weekend. It's uh, would you you have to pick a side depending on whether you prefer the power of flight or the power of invisibility. Invisibility, in, um, all the way. Yeah, 
I've seen no. an awful lot of debate about this on Twitter. <laughs> no. No, I, I'm with Kev on this invisibility. No. Purely, purely because sneaking into the White House and accidentally pulling Trump's chair out from under him every so often. Yeah, but if you could have the power of flight, you could fly over the White House and take a dump on it every day. <laughs> but no, that's just inconveniencing the cleaners. True. That's um, not inconveniencing no, I- Trump. Invisibility's a sneaky ability for sneaky people. Um, I would, I would go with the power of flight because I'm terrified of heights, and I figure if I if I could fly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be scared of heights anymore. Wouldn't it be hilarious if you were actually still scared of heights? Because still scared of heights, you'd be well below the radar all the time, four foot off the floor. I just levitate slightly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me and Zoe are both on the flight side, and if you're on the um, invisibility side, then you're dead to me. <laughs> I've been playing a bunch more Elite Dangerous. Over the weekend, I made the trip that I talked about in the last episode, which was like a 90-minute long flight from the nearest warp zone mm-hmm. um, to this particular space station uh, to pick up some rare commodities that can only be bought there and then sold elsewhere for a ridiculous profit. And I'm slowly working towards kitting out my ship to um, become an exploration vessel. And then at a certain point, I'm just going to say goodbye to civilized space and disappear off into the black and try and discover some new solar systems and then go back and sell all that data for a lot of money. At this rate, though, that's going to be the year 2020. No, I'm playing it regularly you know, stick a film on or stick some <laughs> podcasts on or whatever, and you don't have Just to... leave it on in background. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, you still have to be... You still have to have your hands at the controls, but you uh. don't have to concentrate on it too much, you know. Oh, a bit like driving, then. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, then. The only other game I've been playing is uh, Sonic Mania. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who'd have thought... So I've made no secret over the years that I am not a fan of Sonic. And I hold to the the view that I am not a fan of those old Sonic games. They didn't feel particularly good to play, having tried playing one again recently. It sometimes felt difficult for the sake of being difficult. And yeah, I just thought it it substituted clever level design for speed and just threw a mass of stuff in a level which was sometimes easy to get lost in. And... Moving on from that, the the less said about 3D uh, Sonic games, the better. <laughs> um, Sonic Mania, I have heard described by people as um, playing like people remember Sonic playing, not how Sonic actually played. Mm. And so for the first time, it's a 2D Sonic game that actually, to me, feels good to play feels responsive it's still difficult but it doesn't feel unreasonably difficult uh it's still fast but it doesn't feel unmanageably fast uh, the levels have lots and lots of roots but it doesn't feel completely lost uh sometimes you can be uh, I'll, I'll stop for a few seconds ago right which way i'm supposed to go now uh but you don't feel massively lost like i used to on some old sonic games yeah mm. um the bosses are very cleverly designed some of them are like i there's one which has been alluded to before, but I'll just come out and say it. Uh, there's one of the fights against Dr. Robotnik where you don't fight him, you play you play Puyo Puyo against him. Oh my um, god. <laughs> or uh, Mean Bean Machine, as because there was a there was a Sonic branded version of Puyo Puyo called Mean Bean yeah. Machine. Um That's a great weekend. Yeah, I mean I I'm not that far into it, maybe two hours or so. 
but so far, I'm really quite enjoying it. I don't know you anymore. <laughs> uh, I suppose that just leaves me. Um, well, obviously, I have been playing an awful lot of the 2DS games that I've bought. Um, I have also been looking at the eShop and trying some of the demos and things. Um, so, thankfully, about two weeks ago, the demo for Monster Hunter Stories dropped, um, kind of unexpectedly, um, into the eShop. So I have been playing a little bit of that, and I have been thoroughly enjoying it, and thankfully that has completely justified my pre-order for that. It takes the live, uh, or the action-orientated combat from the original Monster Hunter games and what have you, and actually almost turns it into, like, a JRPG turn-based, um, version of it, which is actually really nice to play on a portable, um, so I'm definitely looking forward to getting my hands on the full game come, uh, Monday, or September the 8th, um, of 2017, and... Um, one of the nice things about the demo is that any progress that you've made on that should then transfer um, from your save file onto the proper game as well. So I'm not I'm not necessarily going to be losing any progress and things like that, whether or not I decide to go back and potentially change any of the setup choices um, that I made at the start, which I don't think have a huge impact or anything on anything anyway. Um, but that's a nice little touch, I think. Um, I have also then been playing some of the other demos, so I have had a go at Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, I have had a go at Monster Hunter um, X or Cross um, as well, which is available on there. I have been playing the sort of free-to-play Team Kirby Clash Deluxe, uh, which is an enjoyable little sort of three-against-one boss rush kind of game where you play little quests, uh, you choose your um, hero type, so there's like a hammer lord, there's a sword uh, fighter, there's a mage, and then there's a healer as well. And um, each of the other little Kirbys that are in with you all have um, one of those different roles as well. Um, it's got a little street pass feature. It also has um, uh, a little internet connection where you can sort of try and find um, passing adventurers who then obviously have a higher level than the standard ones that would be in the game. Um, and they get added into your team. From them, you also then get little sort of fragments of um, different crystals, uh, which you can then use to buy um, from the shop and upgrade your um, armor and your weapons and things. You can also scan five amiibos per day um, to get other little crystal fragments. Um, it's thoroughly enjoyable. Um, the only in-app purchase that there is is uh, little gem apples. Um, but again, every 12 hours you will get three um, in-game anyway. And again, those are used for either boosting up your vitality. Um, you can obviously only do a certain amount of quests per day um, based on the energy that you have, but you can use the um, the apples to boost that up. You can also then use the apples to buy sort of in-game potions and things like that. Um, I think it's something like 50 apples cost about 90p. And even on your first purchase, that then sort of upgrades the tree in the game, so you'll actually get more gem apples um, generally free um, from within that so it's quite enjoyable it's one of those ones that <clears throat> you know you play maybe one or two quests a day and uh, sort of get a fair amount of fun out of it I have also been playing Pokemon Picross which is another free to play one um, again it's anybody who likes Picross it's Picross and it's Pokemon themed uh, there's a little bit of in-app purchases with the Picrites, I think they're called um, again, it sort of works on the same thing. You use the pick rights for your energy um, for the day. 
um, which then slowly builds up anyway. So it's up to yourself whether or not you want to make that purchase to continue on or just wait and um, you'll get more anyway. Um, so that's not too bad. I've been playing Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess Picross, um, which I bought with my Platinum Points. It's still Picross, it's still good, <laughs> it's all Zelda themed. And I think that about covers all my 2DS adventures. The other two games I've been playing are Framed 2, uh, which came out at the tail end of July there, um, the sequel to Framed. For anybody who doesn't know, Framed is almost like an action sliding puzzle game. Um, basically a little theme or um, sort of scene plays out from the story being told and to make sure the protagonist that um, you can change the direction of and things like that makes it through um, the scene without getting caught or falling off a ledge or whatever you can move um, certain little frames uh, like a storyboard um, to different places and like swapping them or even sort of rotating them and things like that uh, for a different action to do. Frame 2 was well, um, was critically well received. Um, so it was in Frame 2 is, um, has been very, very good as well. Um, I actually completed that um, on iOS and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I think I picked it up for, I think it was on discount at the time, for about a pound. Um, I know the pair of them probably will drop in price every so often um, on both the Android store and on uh, the Apple Store, um, so are definitely worth picking up at some stage um, if you see them. And the last one I have been playing is a bird story, which is by the same developer as uh, To the Moon. It is a much shorter adventure. Um, you're a little boy who finds an injured um, bird, and it tells a little bit of the story of the sort of interactions between them and. Then the bird getting better and sort of flying away, but then also kindling the boy's dream of um, wanting to fly as well. And how sort of themes of um, sort of escapism, loneliness and what have you in school and things like that. And because of the bird, he makes friends and things. And um, thoroughly enjoyable, lasted about an hour. And uh, I... um, I'm trying to think of a specific recommendation um, out of those, and I would probably say Frame 2 is um, probably the one that I would suggest is worth picking up. A bird story is maybe a little bit too short, and considering the price is probably similar as To the Moon, um, I would definitely suggest picking up To the Moon. Um, just I think it's probably an indie classic um, is probably the best way of describing it I didn't make any recommendations for my ones actually um, Splatoon 2 I'm always going to recommend it in fact yeah, I think it's the perfect shooter for a lapsed gamer because the matches are only three minutes long Sonic Mania uh, if you've got a Switch or um, PS4 or Xbox One I think those are the only platforms it's out on uh, if you liked Sonic or if you think you liked Sonic um, it's worth a play or even like me you didn't like Sonic it's worth a play Uh Elite Dangerous, I cannot stress this enough. If you do not have an abundance of free time, stay well away from it. Because nothing in that game can be done quickly. So unless you've got a lot of time to just sit there and travel between points in the galaxy, um, don't pick it up. You have been warned. You've played a fair amount of both Elite Dangerous and No Man's Sky. Have you played the update to No Man's Sky? I haven't yet, no, because okay. because uh, every time I think about playing, I'm think I think oh, I'll just play it. I'll play a bit more Elite Dangerous. Uh, <laughs> they're very they're very different games. 
Okay. Uh, you can land on planets on Elite Dangerous, but you can only land on planets that don't have an atmosphere, uh, and you can only get out of your ship in that you can drive around them a bit in a rover. Yeah, they're, they're very different games for very different audiences, I think. Okay. Kev, do you have a recommendation from your couple? <laughs> mm, yeah, I'd probably recommend Life is Strange because you can pick it up for virtually nothing now and it is really easy to play. If I can complete it, I completed it in about a day and a bit. Pretty mm. much just pile through it. Yeah. Um, so it can't be that tough. So yeah, I'd go for that. I'd say Life is Strange. Don't worry about it being an emo girl. You'd be surprised at how interesting it gets. Okay, we will move on to the news. Now, there hasn't been necessarily an awful lot of news recently, but last week was the Gamescom Expo, um, which happened in Cologne in Germany. Um, For anybody who doesn't know, Gamescom is basically the big um, gaming convention within Europe. Um, I know an awful lot of people within the UK obviously see EGX as a bigger show, Um, But I think that's purely down to sort of local hype and press and things like that. Um, I think for the most of Europe, um, we'd definitely be seen more along the lines of something closer to E3. Um, But for whatever reason, an awful lot of people in the UK and the games journalists, um, they do tout it and cover it and everything like that. But it's definitely not seen as um, sort of as much of a big deal as EGX, I think purely because EGX is mostly on home soil, so um, it's always seen as a little bit bigger. The news coming out of that, um, there was bits and pieces. Um, I have a very sort of quick crib sheet um, that I nabbed off the internet, sort of about 14 things we learned um, from Gamescom, so we'll just sort of quickly run through some of these. First up is that Final Fantasy XV is coming to PC early next year. Yes. We knew that anyway, didn't we? They announced that a few months ago. Um, I don't know if they'd officially announced it. Yeah, I think there was rumours at yeah. the time or whatever, so there was. Yeah, it's as good as an announcement. Yeah. <laughs> that means um, you have no excuse now, Stu. Oh, yeah, no, this is true. <laughs> well, you know, apart from the other... 14 <laughs> that I yeah, have played. It's like you've never played a, a you've never played a Final Fantasy game before. If you were going to play any of the Final Fantasy games past 10, mm-hmm. I would highly recommend it's 15. Okay. It's easy to get into. Yes. The one thing I'm looking forward to on Final Fantasy 15 is the fact that it will be moddable. Um so there's definitely going to be I don't know whether or not it'll be a proper store or if it's through Steam and what have you. Um, whether or not it'll just be people putting stuff up under the Steam Workshop. But it'll be interesting to see if people put Cindy, the mechanic, into actual proper, you know, oily mechanic clothes. Ooh, um, that'd be nice. Yeah, it would be a lot more suitable than what she yes. is currently wearing. I've got no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine there will be an awful lot of mods that make what she is wearing possibly even skimpier. Um, Probably. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Because nerds. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't forget, there was a Lara Croft mod, apparently, but nobody ever saw it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, one other small thing along the lines of Final Fantasy XV is that it appears to be getting a mobile D-make, um to go on to phones and tablets. 
Um, for anybody who's seen any of the footage of this, it looks weird <laughs> yes. compared to any of the sort of released footage um, that obviously people have seen from Final Fantasy XV itself. But I think people probably will enjoy it. Um, I'm not sure how much of the story and what have you is going to be a crossover. or Is it going to be free to play? Oh, I don't know. That's a possibility, I'm sure, considering the there is another current Final Fantasy yes. um, 15 based free-to-play game on mobile, um, which is basically turns out to be a tar defense game. Yeah, and it's, it's bullshit and it's money-hungry. Um, yep. If it is a free-to-play game, stay well away from it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I think that sort of boils down to an awful lot of free-to-play games. Yeah, yeah but uh, Square Enix are um, particularly bad when it comes to that stuff. Top tip for this week. Yeah. Okay, uh, one other one then. Um, Microsoft is in talks, in inverted quotation marks, um, with Sony regarding crossplay. Whether or not anything actually comes of this, who knows. Um, it's been one of the sort of much-touted things of this generation. It's completely down to Sony. Yeah. You do know how they're actually talking to each other in inverted commas, don't you? <laughs> um, are they are they doing it through emojis on Twitter? No, they're doing it through pigeons. They're going back old school. <laughs> I was going to say, because, you know, a misplaced aubergine in there and it's all just going to go wrong. <laughs> uh, Nintendo are releasing the SNES-inspired 3DS XL in Europe in October. <laughs> Wasn't this announced about a week after you bought your new one? Yeah, it was. Um, a <laughs> little bit of a regret, but I'm not complaining about the fact that I saved myself 50 quid on the price of that, uh, the 3DX XL, for a feature that, from what I can tell, and an awful lot of people who replied to me whenever I bought my 2DS, basically said, yeah, I've tried it a couple of times and then turned it off. Well, the 3D? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's pointless. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not great. Gave me a headache. Yep. The interesting thing to note on this is the fact that that SNES-inspired 3DS XL is not being released in America, um, from what we can tell. Obviously because that version of the SNES is completely different to the Famicom version that was released over in America. Yeah. And um, sort of there's certain aesthetics there that probably wouldn't look quite as nice. Um, on, But whether or not they release sort of backplates or whatever, or I dare say somebody will probably mod it. Um, and create their own backplates and what have you for that. Um, but it is a nice little um, sort of special edition. This follows quite nicely after the Game Boy. There was a Game Boy that was a NES-themed Game Boy, so it's only yeah. natural that you've got the progression. Yeah. Uh, we also then have THQ Nordic's new game has been announced as Biomutant. Um, I don't know a huge amount about this um, at the minute. It looks like um, that raccoon off of Guardians of the Galaxy, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, yeah, from the little sort of uh, screenshot that I saw of it. Yes, it does. Um, obviously, anybody who's been following along, THQ Nordic um, kind of rose from the ashes of THQ uh, whenever it went bankrupt. Um, they have been luckily enough to be able to lift an awful lot of their um, IPs and things have actually done a few remasters and things like that. There has been the Darkstalkers and Darkstalkers 2 remaster. They have re-released Cinemora as Cinemora X and... Um, They've got round to releasing, uh, I think it's The Blob, um, on PC and things like that. Um, so they have been quite lucky in what they've been able to um, hold on to um, from that sort of, the, I think it was a little bit of a merger or whatever. 
um, between a couple of companies um, that were able to buy out some of the uh, the IPs and things for them. From yeah, them. well done to them, but I'm afraid they're going to lose all the money again in a class action suit from Marvel. <laughs> if, it, if it's going to be that Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Disney don't muck around when it comes to stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, that's <No>. true. <laughs> Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 Starfighter Assault um, was revealed and looks fairly impressive. Um, I think it's Criterion um, are currently working on this. Ooh, I like them. Yeah, um, from what I can tell, it puts an awful lot of the actual Starfighter action um, back into a Star Wars game, so an awful lot of people are looking forward to that. Again, whether or not it will have the relatively poor attachment rates um, for people holding onto their copies and what have you of Star Wars Battlefront from last year, we mm. don't know, and we'll have to wait and see. Um, don't but- buy, don't buy the big pack. That's all we can say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Go vanilla. <laughs> um, a remake of Fear Effect, that classic PS One. Oh God, um, yeah. Game has been announced. It will be coming out sometime in 2018, and. Well, actually, probably be following on from there's like a semi sequel or in the same universe um, called Fear Effect Sedna. Um, it was um, being shown at EGX Raised um, back in March. Um, so it'll be interesting that there will be at least two new, well, one new Fear Effect game and a remake um, coming somewhere um, in 2018. Tell me, one of you two's played Fear Effect. I have played a little bit of it, but not an awful lot of it, although I did recently pick it up on PSN sometime over the summer for probably a pittance, the first two of them. It's really um, good. For two or three pounds, so yeah, I've still got around to playing it. I've never heard of it. You never heard of Fear Effect? No, it's just passed me by this one. No, no okay, idea. Apparently. Eh. Huh, fair enough. <laughs> the new game, Sea of Thieves, um, will be cross-play across Xbox One and PC. Again, I think... I think we knew that as well, didn't we? Yeah. 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 Just so dull, some of this news. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I was saying. This Gamescom does not feel like Gamescoms of the past. Mm. No. <laughs> they just don't seem to have the big reveals. And no. uh, t- Talking about big reveals, a in-game footage, um, or at least sort of trailer of some of the videos and things from Shenmue 3 uh, was shown at Gamescom. It looks fairly impressive, Mostly, um, an awful lot of an awful lot of people on Twitter have been talking about Rio's uh, very static expression. Yeah, so bits they have of it look rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, again, who knows when that'll be coming out? Um, I did plonk some money down on the Kickstarter for that, and <laughs> dear knows if I'll actually see any return on that. <laughs> should have plonked some money down at the bookies, you'd have been more successful. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. Um, but at least, I think at the minute, that is currently delayed until at least next year, and that is one of my predictions for this year, so it was, uh, that it would be delayed until at least 2018, so that's, <laughs> that's at least one point true. for me. Yep. <laughs> Um, a character was revealed for um, Batman The Enemy Within Episode 2. Uh, this is the second series or season of the Telltale um, Batman games. And Harley Quinn will be appearing in that episode. Um, a little bit of a reveal trailer was shown. Um, nothing too much as far as I know. And again, as with Telltale games, it's always nicer to be able to go into them spoiler free um, before actually sitting down and playing them. 
For any of the real-time strategy fans, Age of Empires 4 is a game that will be coming out at some point in the future. Um, and I'll follow <laughs> rejoicing um, for those people who basically like to armchair warmonger. <laughs> um, for a lot of people, just won't care. And that's fair enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, it's like, you know, Sid Meier's... Um, Announcing a new civilization game, what have you. A lot of people have been looking forward to a new Age of Empires for a good long time. We have, uh, surprisingly, um, nobody has forgotten about VR, apparently. Um, Skyrim VR, Fallout 4 VR, and Doom VFR um, are finally have release dates. Um, I think Skyrim has been brought up to sometime in November. Um, Fallout 4, um, I can't remember what the release dates were for that or Doom, but they are either sometime towards the end of this year or sometime early next year. Um, this is a nice wee thing that, amazingly, VR hasn't quite gone away. Um, Mm. and sort of going along with this, the HTC Vive has actually had a permanent price decrease. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, it has gone down to £599. Um, and that's the sort of the room scale setup uh, with the sort of motion detectors and things like that and the touch controllers and things. Mm. Um, it's still a hell of a lot of money to fork out. Um, so it is mm. on for PC. I know getting hold of the PSVR is still a little bit iffy. Um, oh, yeah. Sort of for official stock and what have you, secondhand copies are a lot easier to get hold of. Mm. Um, but obviously then you're being charged a little bit extra for those. Um, for anybody interested about their PC, there is a little sort of VR demo um, available up on Steam that will actually run like a benchmark um, on your PC. Um, it's about a 2 gig download, which is fairly hefty for um, basically a benchmark, but it will tell you whether or not your processor, your operating system and your graphics card are VR ready. Um, so anybody who wants to have a wee look at that um, should go and try it. I ran it myself and it said both the fact that I'm running on Windows 8.1 and I'm guessing my Windows 10 PC version um, will be working fine. Um, my older um, Intel Pentium um, i5 um, is holding up okay at the minute as well. I will need to upgrade my graphics card at some stage. Um, what a shotgun. Yeah, well, no, that <laughs> for me that was the obvious one. Um, I'm on a little sort of uh, MIDI case and MIDI uh, mini ITX. Yeah. Um, graphics are bored anyway, so I have a smaller case. I don't have a full size case, uh, so I knew that my graphics card would be sort of in and around uh, the very low point if it even made the grid at all. So I'm not surprised that it didn't. In reality, I probably could be looking at maybe about maybe a two hundred pound spend. If I wanted to do that, and then another six hundred pounds on the actual VR headset, that's eight hundred pounds. A yeah. steep, steep outlay, so it is. Um, there's still an awful lot of VR games coming out on Steam, from what I can see, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, people are still working on it, and I am looking forward to um, going to EGX this year and hopefully actually getting a go on either an HTC or an Oculus, uh, which I unfortunately was uh, missed out on last year. Um, a sequel announcement then. Uh, the Crew 2 will release on the 16th of March 2018. Oh, yawn, you- yawn. Hey, 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 <laughs> now, steady now. <laughs> I, know, I was going to say, Mark, you played a little bit of the original one. What did you think of it? I played quite a lot of the original one, actually. Um, 
It's got a lot of problems. Uh, well, it did. It, it launched with a lot of problems. A lot of them have been fixed. Um, it's still. It had like a really, really dumb storyline. Uh, so dumb that I just skipped every single cutscene because I was bored of it. Um, <laughs> but the driving feels good. Um, the kind of compressed version of the United States, which is like big enough to feel really expansive, but small enough to be manageable. Um, mm-hmm. means that, like, races feel like, you know, a genuine sort of, like, road trip. Like, you can start up in the mountains in the north and, like, drive down through uh, through the desert and end up in the, the, the bayous of um, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. It's kind of good. It's probably a bit boring on your own, um, but luckily I've got friends to play it with, and for that it's really fun, and I'm kind of looking forward to the new one because they've decided that, like... It's just about racing, uh, <laughs> and they're also including like uh, boat racing and plane racing, and you can seamlessly swap between them. Sounds like Spy Hunter. Yeah, but the, where, did you see the trailer from E3? No, I haven't yeah. seen it. There was like a weird thing in it that was like when you switch between the two modes, like the world folded a bit, like it does in Inception. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, that's how it works in the game. When you switch modes, like if you're flying and you just want to switch to the boats, the world will kind of just fold, and the camera will just flip to the up, the, the, the water, and then you're in a boat. Oh, okay. Hmm. Okay, we have remake news then. Uh, the Secret of Mana, the classic SNES game, um, is being remade um, with nicer-looking 3D graphics and things, mm-hmm. and will be coming out on the 15th of February 2018. Yes, and you've seen how much it costs. Uh no I haven't but I'm guessing it'll be full price forty odd quid or whatever I know it's about that, there's yeah. a listing up on Steam um already for it so there is and I think it's coming to um PS4 and Xbox as well too much but then getting an original cartridge will probably cost you about forty odd quid or whatever uh well. there's one game that was announced at um Gamescom that we haven't got on here mm-hmm. that I'm actually quite excited about Jurassic World. Um, evolution, I think it's called. Oh, the like park builder thing. Yeah, um, yes. the team behind uh, Planet Coaster, uh, which yeah. is by all accounts a really good theme park sort of game. I'm making yeah. a Jurassic Park theme park sort of game. They've mm. definitely got to do another one because the last Jurassic Park game now is stupid amounts of money. Oh, the one that was on like original um, Xbox, original and, Xbox, yeah, and PC. Because yeah. now you you really have to pay f- pay for it with your left lung. Um, all the Is it Operation Genesis or something like that. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Um, the I think all the rights had gone or something. The PC game is ridiculously expensive, and, oh. now, and now it's quite a hidden gem on the Xbox original as well. Yeah. So if yeah. you've got a copy lying around in your loft, you can sell it. Yeah. <laughs> Buy a car. <laughs> yeah, uh, the idea of um, building and, and running your own theme park or Jurassic Park seems quite cool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, especially as I will inevitably, deliberately, I'll, I'll, I'll inevitably go old Dennis Nedry and. And sort of the last thing that came out of Gamescom uh, was Microsoft's presence and obviously tr- them trying to promote uh, the Xbox One X, which an awful lot of people are still very very excited about, mm-hmm. but yeah. their presentation felt a little bit lackluster. Yeah. Um, with regards to the games that they were showing and any of the sort of features and things um, that are coming out, it's still kind of a tough sell um, until we see maybe more of what it can do for games 
and also games that will be coming out that um, sort of take advantage um, of the performance while still being able to be played on an Xbox One S. Yeah. Um, 450 quid, um, I think, was the uh, price yep. that it dropped um, as for a pre-order. Mm. And I know Ali on the team has his pre-order in, and, of course, Stuart Cullen will have yeah. his on as well. Of course. Um, again, if... For the people who want it, they will quite happily pay the money for it. Mm-hmm. For anybody else, it will be a little bit of a tougher sell if they've already got um, an Xbox One or an Xbox One S. Or even if ne- they don't have an Xbox. This is the well, point that someone made uh, that, I, I, that I, I picked up on. I was like, yeah, that's actually a good point. It's like, if the last like three years of um, Xbox One has not made someone go... I want to get an Xbox One. What about mm. a four hundred and fifty pound Xbox One that l- plays games with plays those Xbox One games with slightly better graphics? Is going yeah. to make them want to get an Xbox One. Yeah, that's true. The problem that Microsoft have got is like, sure, they've got the most powerful console out there. Now. They've got the most powerful console ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, the PS3 was more powerful than the Xbox 360, and it didn't stop the Xbox 360 being dominant. The Xbox original was more powerful than the PS2, and it didn't stop the PS2 being dominant. It doesn't... Mm-hmm. People don't care that much. Like, hardcore gamers, sure, they will care. But most yeah. people don't care that much about the, the power. Well, look at it. You've, you've got the Switch. That's sold an absolute ton this year, and yeah. that's probably the most underpowered console on the market today. There was something, some stupid stat I read about how, like, the Switch has got more exclusives in one month this year than Xbox has got in the entire year. <laughs> or something crazy, like, if something like that. Uh, and that, I think that's what the problem is. It's like, they can have the most powerful console in the world, and sure, it'll play those multi-platforms that support it better than the PS4 Pro. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you've got a 4K TV, then they will look better on that, on that, yeah. uh, on your TV, sure. But they don't have those exclusive games to really make the average person want to go out and get it they've got halo they've got gears of war and they've got forza those are those are their big tent poles um and there's not that's it there's just no variety or it's like sony have got um a lot more exclusives most of them are nowhere near like the big hitters that like a forza or a halo or a gears of war are Mm -hmm. but there's enough of them of like different styles different genres they take a few more risks uh, mm. and put out a little bit more exclusive content. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's where Microsoft really need to, to up their game is like get their first party studios making more games, get their uh, their partnerships with second and third party studios. They're too busy closing down studios though, aren't they? I mean, Lionhead yeah. went last year. You know, yeah. it's ridiculous. They They've created Fable. You know, mm. <laughs> just that yeah. that was one of the biggest exclusives. For me, definitely, it was one of the biggest exclusives for the 360. You know, yeah. and that and Forza just sold the 360 to me, to me anyway. Yeah. So for him to lose something like that and to carry on closing stuff down, it seems like counterintuitive. But as well as that, you're saying they've got a tough sell. By the time they've actually maybe managed to 
bring people around and talk them into buying a, an Xbox One X, it'll be too late because they've made them limited edition. Uh, well, no, no, they they've made the the Xbox the Scorpio edition of the Xbox. One oh, X right. See, edition. so straight away then the the message isn't getting through for a start <laughs> off because I had no idea. I just thought they were all limited yeah. edition. No, 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 they're not limited edition. They they will make as many as they as they can, and they will sell. I'm sure they'll sell a decent number of them. Nowhere near as many uh, of them as they'll sell. Um, Xbox One S's. Um, <laughs> no. But it's the thing, it's like, I would like to have an Xbox One. Um, I really would. I'm not... Uh, uh, they've got to change that menu system. They've really got to get out of that menu yeah, system. I've, it's yeah, awful. The, the, the dashboard's bad. It's terrible. I've seen. But that's the thing, it's like, I, I'm not... I don't have an Xbox... I don't not have an Xbox One because I'm a, quote, Sony pony, or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> Fanboy. I don't, I don't have an Xbox One because... Uh, they haven't given me a reason to get one yet. No, same here. Really? But I picked one up and then dumped it about, what, two months later? I've had one this year. I bought an yeah. Xbox One S. I sat there and I played no games on it whatsoever. You know, because for the simple reason, I could go down and put it on my PS4. I could have downloaded the whole game, the whole 50 gig game, and still played it faster than it took to actually load up a Xbox One. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's just too slow. I mean, if I can get hold of a cheap Xbox One S, then there are a few games that I really want to play. Cuphead, Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves, um, yeah, that looks good. Ori, um, Ori and the Blind Forest. Play them uh, on the PC. Yeah, they're all going to be on PC. Yeah, so uh, who cares? But I, I don't have a PC that can play them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you've already got the makings of a PC that you can actually upgrade enough to play them. Uh, you know, it would need so much work now that, like, if I could get a second-hand Xbox One S... Um, and get those games, then, you know, yeah, it would just yeah. be easy to do it that way. To be <laughs> it's probably cheaper than the graphics card. <laughs> I'm not bothered about getting an Xbox One X, but then I'm not the target audience. Well, sure, the limited edition Scorpio, I think you already have to have, you know, a fair amount of, there's something like some sort of criteria or whatever that classifies you as being eligible to apply for the Scorpio. It's basically already owning an Xbox um, console or whatever and having a certain gamer score or something like that. Oh, I've there, got 360. Yeah, yeah there, I've got there's 360. some. Yeah, there's something there. I can't remember the exact specifics of it, but I know it was basically um, already owning. Um, it might have already owning an Xbox One or an Xbox One. Hmm. Oh, right, um, something right, like that, see. which again sort of feels a bit daft. Um, that you know you would only buy one if you've already got one, and um, yeah, the fans and for the people who want them, not a problem. You know, that's. That is what the market is there for. Just a thought, right? Now, if you bought a Ford, whatever it is now, a Ford Sierra, I think that's the latest Sierra. model, isn't it? Yeah, Sierra. that's definitely the latest model. <laughs> or is it the Model A? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> if you bought the latest uh, Ford... Ford Anglia. And, yeah, the Ford Anglia, um, with all the Go Faster stripes and everything, and then... About three then, years down the line. And then he wanted to get a Cortina. Ford come round to you and say, there's a new Sierra coming out. And yeah, you look like you could really enjoy driving this. But guess what? You've not done enough miles. So you can't have it. This is a bit <laughs> mental, isn't it? You know, surely yeah. you want to be selling that Sierra to somebody yeah. else. A little bit, yeah. You know, the argument is that the PS Pro was basically the same thing as well. Yeah, yeah, to it a is. Degree. Basically, yeah. because like, um, if you want to get a, um, if you wanted to get a PS4 Pro, and it's like, yeah, it's going to cost you three hundred and fifty quid, but 
Um, if you've already got a PS4, you can offset the cost against send- selling your PS4. You've already mm. got a library of games. You've already got a PS Plus subscription. Then it doesn't cost quite so much. But for me to go in as a you know a new user, I don't have an active Xbox Live subscription. I don't have any Xbox yep. One games. It's four hundred and fifty quid. Yeah, plus Xbox Live plus a couple of games. Mm. You're looking at you know nine hundred pounds. Six <laughs> best best part of six hundred quid. Yeah, and I yeah. could get HTC Vive for that. Yeah, <laughs> you'd need a PC to run along, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our plugs, as usual, um, are just for the stuff in the blog. It's a little bit sporadic, but we can promise probably at least one or two new articles a month on that. Um, yeah. We're still very much finding our feet. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been able to um, get my monthly mobile review roundup um, done for the past couple of months, and the August um, version of that is currently up. I review, if I can remember correctly, is WWE Tap Mania, uh, Diffuser, and... Two other ones that are very obviously not stuck in my head. <laughs> have you, uh, out of curiosity, have you tried Wiz Khalifa's Weed Farm yet? <laughs> no, I haven't. As you're not. a fan of tapping games. <laughs> I am not a fan of tapping games. Well, you say that. <laughs> you've got WWE Tap Mania, you played... Um, Adventure Capitalists. Adventure Capitalists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like Mark being a, not a fan of Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Not entirely. <laughs> I'd say give Wiz Khalifa's weed farm a try. It'll it'll change your life. <laughs> At this stage, I'm not entirely sure I want my life changed. <laughs> so yes, do check that out. Um, Ali has got a review of the Game of Thrones board game up. Um, Mark has his um, breaking the lower um, article where he punishes um shadow of war um probably not as much as he would have if he'd rewritten it now oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah and um obviously go back and check out um all of our sort of previous shows and things um Mm -hmm. one of the uh our interviews and what have you john denton uh was two episodes ago and uh was really good fun to record and uh certainly his um youtube channel is worth checking out as well yep for sure uh, shoutouts then is just a very quick shout out to all the people who'd like and retweet um, any of our little posts and things, um, particularly the ones advertising whenever we release uh, the show on a Monday. Yep. Um, it's all very much appreciated and obviously quite a few listeners are nice enough to actually give us some feedback and things on that. We would love to get some more. Um, so if you do listen to the show and haven't tweeted at us, please do. We don't buy much. No. Right. Um, even send in um, an email and we'll have you to lapsgamerradio at gmail.com. Um, even if it's just a nice little email to say thank you for what we do. And if you have any questions or anything that you would like us to maybe raise on the show and what have you, uh, let us know. Don't give us any sport questions. <laughs> <laughs> so that is all for this show. So I would just like to thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye. Ta-ra.